One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Sahara Force India podcast. Welcome to the Sahara Force India podcast as we take you behind the scenes here at the Hungarian Grand Prix. Coming up, after the controversy surrounding team radios in Silverstone, we speak to Matt Giusti, the man in charge of running the Force India communication systems. Say on the left side, he'll have Checo's crew. On the right side, he'll have Nico. And then uh, the pitch channel, which is just all the technical talk. So they've got several conversations happening in both years. We learn about the world of spare parts with Adrian Williams, the spares coordinator. They absolutely hate it because in the ideal world, they think you should have enough spares to cover whatever they do. Obviously, you're always asking them to push harder and harder um, and go faster and faster. So the inevitable does catch you out now and again. And we reflect on the Hungarian Grand Prix weekend with Checo Perez and Otmar Safnau. It was looking good um, almost to uh, pass the half point of the race and then uh, his rear tires went on the mediums and couldn't do it to the end so then we had to switch to a two-stop. But first, the way the team communicate to one another over the course of the weekend is vital. From drivers to engineers to team principals, communication is crucial in Formula One, as is the infrastructure. Matt Giusti is in charge of that for Sahara Force India. Matt, tell us exactly what your, your job entails. So uh, I manage the radio and intercom for the team. Uh, there's about 90 radios in use, uh, and I think they've got something about 20 to 25 intercom panels uh, in the garage and another handful back at the factory. So uh, some, some of the radio users have up to three radios, like Tom McCullough, the chief race engineer, for instance. Uh, and that's so that they can monitor uh, on one radio. He'll be listening to, say, Checo's car and uh, team. And the other radio is uh, for Nico and his car crew. So how, how can he listen to three at the same time? Do they all get fed into one mm-hmm. set of headphones? That's right, yeah. So uh, say on the left side, he'll have Checo's crew. On the right side, he'll have Nico. And then uh, the pitch channel, which is just all the technical talk, uh, comes through both channels. So they've got uh, several conversations happening in both years. How long does it take you guys to, to set it all up? How do you set it up? Are different tracks harder than others? Uh, it's actually generally pretty much standard across all the tracks. I mean, it's a bit different for uh, flyaways uh, in terms of setting up the MPLS connection, like the network tra- uh, connection to, to the factory, but it's pretty much like the same thing over, <laughs> over and over. Yeah. What's the difference between 
the team radio that we hear when we're watching the TV coverage and Checo gets told to you know save his front tires or something like that and the sort of intercom system uh, well there's some logic set up so that whenever they're on track uh, all the communications that happen with the car get fed directly to the farm unit so they've got a little encoder in our rack and then that just streams directly from the car to them uh, but when the car is in the garage there's um, a switch if you like, that just prevents any audio that happens in the garage from being sent out to them. So, yeah, that remains private when they're when they're plugged in. And is, there's no privacy when they're out on track. There's no sort of encrypted no, yeah, channels. There's no, there's no screening. I think um, FOM there's like a probably like a five second buffer or something on that, like on the stuff that goes to air, so that they can bleep like profanity and whatever. But generally, I think everything that happens on track yeah, goes goes directly to air. So Vijay Malia was at the British Grand Prix, but he doesn't come to all of the races. Can he still keep in touch with what's going on? Uh, yeah, so um, there's a device that we use um, to tie uh, external phone calls. You can just use your mobile or like a landline to dial in. So that'll tie him into, say, like a meeting channel that's happening uh, with the intercom. Um, but recently they just installed um, another intercom panel at his residence. So uh, without getting too technical, they've got like a uh, MPLS network connection to his place so that he can effectively, I th from what I understand, in like his home cinema, he's got uh, a high, uh, uh, hardware panel set up so it's basically the same as if you were on the pit wall. Are you listening across it the whole the whole weekend? Are you always listening to stuff? Uh, Do you understand the stuff that they're talking about? Yeah, or? I mean, basically I'm like always keeping an eye out or an ear out for, for my name being called. I mean, as far as technical stuff that's happening with the car, I have no, no, no clue <laughs> for the most part like from Friday onwards once uh, once the sessions start I'm listening to both cars and uh, just trying to keep everybody locked in and set up what other sort of have you always been in motorsport? Have you done all sorts of communication stuff? Actually, um, not at all. So this is my second season with Force India. But before this, I was working uh, like in the theater and events industry. So but yeah, I used to work at the Opera House uh, in Sydney, which also uses Riedel communication stuff. So that was kind of my tie-in to, to motorsports. Wow. So what... And how did you end up going from the Sydney Opera House to, to Formula One? It's quite the jump, but uh, like I was saying, they use uh, Riedel gear as well. And I think I got, it was 2013, I was invited to the GP uh, in Melbourne and got introduced to some of the Riedel crew that were on track as well and kind of realized that I was doing similar things uh, at the Opera House. Uh, and then I basically just chased down Thomas Riedel for the next six months <laughs> and uh, ended up getting slotted in Force India, so, yeah. All F1 teams arrive hoping they don't need any spare parts over the course of the weekend, but inevitably they do, and that responsibility falls to spares coordinator Adrian Williams. What does your job entail, Adrian? Um, everything from carrying all the spare parts we need to do uh, a race weekend through to driver's kits, uh, stickers, uh, team clothing, basically anything the team needs really. Right. Uh, when, so on a weekend like Barcelona, when you bring a big upgrade package, do you have less spares at a race like that than normal? 
Uh, definitely, yeah, they, most definitely. Um, the chances are, uh, as you've seen probably in the past with other teams, you'll probably bring two sets, so it'll be what you've got on the cars. If there was um, a big shunt, you would probably have to revert back to what you was running before the upgrade. So, yeah, it gets filtered through slowly from that race onwards. And do you keep building spare parts throughout the season, or do you have, you know, do you stick with five spare front wings, and then if one gets damaged, you need to build another one? Do you see what I mean? How, how does that work? No, we've we've always got a different variation. So if you like, if you've got like an issue one front wing, you might have done Australia on, and then let's say for Barcelona you brought issue two by Silverstone, you've got issue three. You probably find you will have all three of them wings with you, and anything up to four of each type. Um, different drivers might suit a different package, aero package for a certain track, etc. So it all it's all down to the engineers, etc. What aero package they want to run. Okay, so so they choose almost what spares to bring depending on the depending on the driver. Yeah, you've got um, high downforce, low downforce, like rear wings, and you might find that you know a particular driver is getting a better sort of performance out of A wing compared to Z wing. So it all down to the engineers then which one they want to fit. And so. Have you ever been in a scenario where you've you know, just not got spares of a certain part or do you have enough spares to build a whole other car? In the ideal world you would love that but no, you, you have had races where it is a compromise. You've, you've gone out on the latest front wing, side pods, floor etc. We've damaged that, it's not repairable so you have to revert back to the old spec. And what do you think about the drivers in those moments if a driver goes out and bends the new front wing? They hate it. They absolutely hate it because in the ideal world they think you should have enough spares to cover whatever they do. Obviously you're always asking them to push harder and harder um, and go faster and faster so the inevitable does catch you out now and again. But at Force India to be fair, touch wood, we are pretty good. We, we seem to cover the bases. And finally, are there parts you bring more spares of than others? So, for example, would you bring more front wings than rear wings because the front wing is more delicate? Definitely. Front, front wings, noses, compared to rear wings, is, is always a bigger. Same with suspension, uh, brake ducts, etc. Um, the bits you are definitely going to break if you have a what we call a shunt, but an accident. Whether you touch another car, uh, you touch a wall. Um, so, yeah, that that's really the inevitable that you bring all them. The Lowdown. Nico Hülkenberg picked up a point for finishing 10th in Hungary, with Checo Perez one place behind in 11th. We got the thoughts of Checo and Chief Operating Officer Otmar Safnauer after the conclusion of the race. Uh, we had a problem with the pit stop. We tried a very ambitious uh, strategy which didn't work, but... Uh, we try, we try our best and happy for that, that we gave our best in difficult conditions, but uh, in, the other, in the other hand, then a bit disappointed that we didn't get any, any points today. So looking ahead to Germany, do you think the car's going to be strong there? And you have sort of links with Germany, don't you? Yes, I have from when I was living there a couple of years ago and, and looking forward to, to Germany. There are only a couple of days uh, before Germany, so I'm looking forward to to race there and score uh, good points. It was a gamble. Starting 13th without being able to overtake is difficult, 
So the only opportunity we had with Sergio was to try to one-stop it. And uh, it was looking good um, almost to uh, pass the half point of the race. And then uh, his rear tires went on the mediums and couldn't do it to the end. So then we had to switch to a two-stop. Once that happens, it becomes difficult. As it turned out, he finished 11th even with the uh, difficult pit stop we had. So he moved up a couple of places. but. Uh, not quite enough to get him into the points. And for Nico, a fairly sort of straightforward, normal race? Yeah, so Nico uh, lost out to Botas, I think, at the start. was uh, Could have gotten him back, but Jensen got in his way. Uh, and that was it. Once uh, once he pitted into traffic, couldn't take over, or couldn't take the uh, those people over that uh, had um, uh, were running long on the soft. Uh, once you can't overtake them, um, stuck behind them meant that uh, Botas was able to uh, gap him uh, for every lap that Nico was stuck behind the uh, uh, the slower runners on the soft tires um, and that uh, meant 10th was the best he could do. And so looking ahead to Hockenheim is that a, a circuit you think you're going to go well at? Yeah I think we've got a, a, a quick car everywhere and uh, uh, I think we'll do better in Hockenheim. Join us next time for another Sahara Force India podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.